Time parameters. Nine minutes. Hello and welcome to the DS9 Minute, the green shirt minicast where we discuss an episode of DS9 in less time than it took for me to figure out who was playing the Grand Nagus. <laughs> I'm Cameron, a fresh-faced DS9 first-timer, and with me possessing equally tiny lobes, Rob Campbell. Hey, I, my lobes are f- fucking huge. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, those who've milked DS9 for every cent of profit they could, but are still coming back for more, Miss Bobby Blue. What's up, y'all? And John T. Bolds. You can have my DS9 when you pry it from my cold, vacuum-desiccated hands. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this week we watched The Nagus. Producer John, let's get this party started. All right. Here we go. Timer is on. Okay. Let's just start it off. How many goddamn pads does Jake need? It's like five like, computer devices. Are those floppy disks? Is that what he's carrying? Oh, my God. I don't know, man. I, I love that you had that note because my, I had the same note. It said, okay, they got the whole Nog's my friend, like starting that storyline right with the parent versus the friend. But they found the idea of one pad holding all that information. Yeah. Inconceivable. <laughs> uh, I'm glad when the Nagus showed up, he brought his staff with uh, the head of yogurt from Spaceballs on it. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, that was my first note. Uh-huh. <laughs> I knew it. Well, I don't have a backup, so I'm just going to restate it. Well, anyways, my notes are in the format in honor of the rules of acquisition, Finding ah. introducing those. I have the rules of science fiction. First rule, reuse props. That staff was stolen from Yogurt's Cave in Spaceballs, right? <laughs> yes, it was. Yep. Just as funny the second time. No, it's better. <laughs> you did the better job. Okay, two things about the school. Uh I just think it would be boring as hell to to be in like all those grade levels. Can you imagine like we, like hearing the older kids read their essays on ethics and you're like seven? That'd be horrible. And also, <laughs> the screen behind O'Brien, I don't know if you all noticed, but it had like the ornithoids, an mm-hmm. image of them, and and the triples were on it. Oh, cool. Oh man, Bobby, you and I are taking the same kind of notes because because oh. behind Jake was all of the Enterprises from oh. the original up through the D in in like ascending order. I'm like, okay, O'Brien put that up there because he's <laughs> substitute yeah. teaching. So it's like you know, I'm put I the worked Enterprise. on that for a while. Yep, yeah. Uh, I'll say this about the school scenes. Uh, O'Brien is the sub. Like, isn't he fucking busy enough? Like, can't they find <laughs> yeah. a different substitute? Yeah. <laughs> Te- teaching, teaching is not a monarchy. You don't have to, like, inherit the classroom. Mm. Also, does marriage qualify you for your spouse's job? Uh, yeah, I mean. Good point. Uh, yeah, yeah. Isn't he busy fixing everything that's broken? Exactly. Yeah. I don't doubt his skills at teaching, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, second rule of, of science fiction, even in the future, everything breaks down. Apparently, Cole Meany finally finished filming The Englishman Who Went Up a Hill and Came Down a Mountain, and he's back <laughs> to fix everything on DS9. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, curiously, the Grand Negus has ear hair. Does that mean, like, Ferengi can grow hair, but they choose not mm. to? Or do they ah. only grow it in certain areas? Like, do they make up for it down below with a massive bush? <laughs> yeah. That's an interesting implication. I hadn't thought about that. Now I'm going to be thinking about that. Those are more like ear cobwebs, I think. Maybe there was like spiders living there. And this is where John and I probably diverge in our notes now. (laughs) So I would say we're about 75% of the way to ROM now. Like, it's not quite Mm. the ROM that is going to be established, but he's getting closer to the real ROM. Wow. (laughs) I mean, that was a bold move just to be like straight up trying to kill his brother. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I kept waiting for the twist there, but that wasn't the twist. (laughs) 
Uh, I'll say this, uh, you know, let's, uh, when the Nagus arrives, I like that when the Nagus arrives, it's just straight to jacking off. That's what he. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. And that, um, the third rule of science fiction, everything is Star Wars. I love that his laugh was just the laugh of salacious crumb. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. God. Awful. With terrible ADR, whatever. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it seems like it took Cisco and or Odo a little long before they started thinking about all these Ferengi showing up. Like, if the Nega shows up, you'd think they'd be fully aware of that. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. The president of an entire society shows up. Although yeah. he did show up pretty um, covert, so. Yeah, he was wearing so, a robe. <laughs> a Palpatine robe. <laughs> Why are O'Brien and Cisco being all conspiratorial when they're talking about Jake and Nog being friends? Because they're like whispering and they're like looking over their shoulders <laughs> on the, the you know ops lounge is like is, is jake gonna walk everywhere. in yeah those kids they could be anywhere i mean they're always overhead just hanging out by the um, i'll answer that with my note john uh okay. i will not answer it i will talk about go back to the rules of acquisition and i started to wonder oh we know the first and we know the sixth and i wonder if they have like 10 or 11 and i did look it up and there's like 300 there's a list yeah. of 300 and then it jumps to a 431st uh, so there must be some a joke in something where they're like, yeah, anyway. Yeah. So I shouldn't be surprised that they had them all planned out. All <laughs> right. Uh, fourth rule of uh, science fiction, um, interplanetary is still interpersonal. It's because that is a really awkward scene, John. Like the, di- the power dynamics there is like he's talking to his kid's teacher, but it's also his underling and he's his boss. Like, whew, it is that's, a, that's a weird, weird scene. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is random, but the the Hugh Pyrian. I uh, just thought it was interesting that they got that actor from the Lost Souls room in Beetlejuice. <laughs> That's oh, what he looks wrong. like to me. Uh, <laughs> um, Odo almost kissed that scepter, like when when Quark told him he he, he should do it. Like he was he this close to doing it. <laughs> like it's as smooth as my skin. I might enjoy yeah. it. Uh, while we're talking about Odo, I did wonder today. My question, my Odo question, is: Can he grow eyes on the back of his head? Uh, like, because mm. there's a scene where he's acknowledging something behind him, and I wonder if he can, oh. can he grow an extra. Can he grow an extra eye? Does he have to move one? Mm-hmm. Would we notice it? <laughs> can mm-hmm. he just see from everywhere? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Fifth rule of science fiction. It's all about the details. Guys, I fucking love these doors. I'm never going to get tired of these doors. But to Rob's point, aren't the whole point of them that they like are completely seal in the air? How does Odo? How does Odo just under- slip through one so what? easily? That's, That's one of my notes, too. Like, wow, these the whole purpose suck. Yeah. <laughs> um, as you know, I'm a big fan of Quark. I like the juxtaposition in him. But in this episode, I think we get to see that he's he's a ruthless businessman, but he's also a bit cowardly lion. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. just he's just a, an interesting extreme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So back in the day, like besides any racist implications about people not liking DS9, a lot of people accused it of being soap opera. This is a very soap opera episode. Like mm-hmm. Odo, there's lots of conversations of here's the plot. Let's talk about it. And yeah. then we'll go <laughs> on to the next scene. And yeah. Um, I don't know how much we've talked about the the guy at the bar, the the mm-hmm. regular at the Morn. bar. I don't, uh, what's it? Puffy vest guy. I, yeah. Well, I want it's funny because I want to call him Norm from Cheers. Right. Mm. He's he is supposed to, he's an analog of Norm. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh-huh. But except that unlike Norm from Cheers, it's more like one of the background uh, bartender, you know, bar to patrons in Cheers that never hear speak. Yeah. Or rarely mm-hmm. hear speak. Uh, anyway, I, I'm I'm looking forward to learning more about N- Norm. I agree for sure. Six rule science fiction. You will not be disappointed. Okay, going back to Jake, just always assume technology is going to get smaller. What is with the size of his laptop? Right, <laughs> yeah, right. 
That's a good point. Um, staying with Jake. I just like, love that Jake and Nock's friendship. You just mm-hmm. don't get to see like kids not only have like an important role, but like character arcs and so much time spent on them. That's kind of special for Star Trek. It really is. Yeah. Uh, I also love Star Trek because it's like, okay, we have two Ferengi plotting an assassination, but the minute a nameless Dabo girl might be have to be eliminated <laughs> yeah, also, yeah. they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> right. It's like, okay, you're more civilized than every bad guy in an 80s movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'll say that back in my day, kids would sneak off to the woods to find porn, but now they sneak off to uh, uh, cargo bays to find books, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, seventh rule of uh, science fiction. Don't forget the emotion. I choked up at that scene. Like in this, like extremely funny episode, I was choking up when uh, when uh, Cisco finds the son. Yeah, helping out. Yeah, Yeah, that whole relationship. Yeah. Um, If Nagus didn't die of a massive infection of the tympanic membrane, what was in the vacuum desiccated petri dishes? (laughs) Ah. Let's just say Um, he'd been saving it up. Anyway, protein protein Uh, powder. Protein powder. (laughs) When the Nagus was revealed to be alive, the Nagus, you're alive, said exactly at the same time by uh, <laughs> by the two two guys. Like, that's good. That was funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they practiced s- that well. I'll say that uh, the, you know, uh, Rom's attempt to kill Quark got him promoted. Don't get any bright ideas, John. <laughs> 30 <laughs> seconds. Science fiction. Don't forget the classics. Epic spectate. Epic spit take. <laughs> uh, I'm just a fan of all the Godfather illusions in this. That was a nice touch. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Odo, good investigator. He, he solved the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, there was lots of fatherly advice. Maybe should be one more. There was a, a Dax and a, and a, a you know, Brian gave him fatherly <laughs> advice. I would have liked to see like uh-huh. a third fatherly advice to make it threes. <laughs> uh, and the ninth uh, rule of science fiction, people got to eat. I love the my dinner with Nagus scene. It was really oh. Yeah, and wormhole closing. Got it just in time. Got the my dinner with Andre reference in at the last second. (laughs) I'm glad I didn't make mine. I can't believe (laughs) I'm the only one who did a Princess Bride reference. Well, I knew that was going to be. I tried to avoid that. That that would be too obvious. Yeah, I want to be more original than that. Oh, speaking of Wallace Shawn, Rob is a co-star of his. They were both in the Disney Plus movie Timmy Failure. Go check out my funny? 45 seconds of screen time, not with Wallace Shawn, but <laughs> no. in that same movie. It's a, it's a, it's a good movie. I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. Play a Russian. <laughs> did they did they delete the scene where Wallace Shawn viciously beat you down or what? Uh, no, <laughs> that, that, was, um, that was actually not intended to be filmed at all. That was just uh, something that happened. Oh, okay. behind the scenes antics. <laughs> you can yeah. find that on YouTube I, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Another great DS9 episode. I really liked it. Yeah. Good. Solid. Yeah. Uh, I also enjoyed it. Yeah. Even Ferengis usually annoy the shit out of me, but full Ferengis, mm. go for it. You're going to, I think you're, when you watch this, you, you get a, a huge appreciation for Ferengi. And I, yeah. I, that's a lot because of Quark and, and I think Nog as well. Yeah. Look forward well, also, to Nog. I just, uh, I just watched the uh, Lower Decks one where they visit the Ferengi homeworld and I'm like, eh, not that far off. They're not, they weren't being as broad as yeah. I thought they were. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it's impressive. Again, they set up little lines that carry all the way through the whole series in all yeah. the way here back here in episode 10 or 11. So, yeah. And I did read that. I, I mean, I thought for sure this was going to be a one off with Wallace Shawn, but no, he comes back many times. Mm. That's oh, wow. awesome. You just, you're going to love it. Yeah. Also, I mean, I know I'm it getting notes better, now man. past the nine minutes, but like the fact like DS9 got Wallace Shawn as a guest star in season one. They're just leaving TNG. In the, like, I don't know if TNG's ever beat Wallace Shawn as a guest well, star. 
right? I mean, maybe. Well, I mean, it, maybe Scotty, but. I mean, they had they had Kelsey, whatever Kramer. Kelsey Grammer. Okay, you're right. Yeah, yeah, they do have Kelsey <laughs> Grammer. Okay. Yeah, you're gonna get some some ats that you're mentioned. You're gonna get, you know, <laughs> get <laughs> no, no such thing as bad engagement. All right. Well, tune in next week for uh, TNG's Frame of Mind. I think is it. Yes. And, I think so. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're getting close and to the end of season six, guys. It's getting exciting. It, it is. is. Yep. All right, everybody. Bye. All right. Bye. 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 Cheers.